0: Alright, good morning, High Desert Word Center! How's everybody doing on a beautiful December morning? If we could have you make your way to your seats, please. We're gonna get started with service. Who's starting to feel the Christmas spirit just a little bit? Yeah! Amen, we are getting there. We are blessed. And uh, man, I'm telling you what, I'm ready. Next Sunday is gonna be the Christmas service. And uh, and so we got a lot of good stuff coming up about that, and um, we'll light up on that here in just a few minutes. But um, let me—we'll go into a few announcements, and then we'll get things started. So, everybody, grab your spots for me. Thank you very much. All right, uh, so. Uh, as a lot of you have probably seen, there's been a little bit of a surge in COVID cases in the Barstow community. Anybody heard about that, right? And so uh, as a church, we want to make sure we take any uh, additional precautions that we need to take on our end. And uh, obviously we, we realize, you know, 99% of people make it through just fine after being sick a few days. But the thing is, we don't want anybody to get sick. I mean, I, I don't want that. You don't want that. And so as a church, we want to do our part to be extra safe. Can you guys hear me? To be extra safe, okay? And uh you know that since the very beginning we've had we you know, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I'm not losing any sleep (laughs) And, and fear is not controlling me or controlling us at all. But anyway, as a church, yeah, we've had a few members get positive test results back. Praise God that they've you know, they've made it right through with no uh issues. Thank you, Jesus. They've been totally fine. Amen. So praise God for that. Um, and, uh, but as you can see, you know, our our congregation in-person crowds are probably going to be a little bit lower. In fact, you know, from the looks today, quite a bit lower over the next, over the next season. And the reason for that is not because our people are getting sick, just, uh, you know, they're coming into contact at work or wherever the case is or family members. And so there's a lot of people that I've personally told, you know, stay home and watch from home today, because we want to do our part, all right? And so, uh, anyway, because of that, our online numbers are going way up, which, you know, whatever, but at the same time, uh, you know, we got a few things that we're just going to really enforce over the next little while to make sure that we can still have church at the church, right? And so... Um, one thing that we're, you know, that we're telling you at this point is, uh, you know, make sure uh, if you're out of your seat and walking around the building, put a mask on. I know, you know, there's different opinions on that and every, you know, some, some hate it, but whatever. If you're at your seat, you know, that's your little bubble. You're good. But if you're going to be wandering around the building and stuff, throw a mask on to do your part to help with that, you know, and, I've noticed that we're a very touchy church. We're, we we, like to hug each other. Some of you guys are, you know, your, uh, your, your, uh, you know, physical contact is, we love that. We're huggers, but for right now, we just remind you, uh, let's not, you know, let's, let's not do the hugging and, you know, getting up in each other's face. Oh, wait, Sabrina, are you the, no? Oh, she's a hugger. Okay. So don't hug Sabrina and, uh, but don't, don't hug each other. And, uh, well, you know, well, basically what we're doing is, as maintaining the same rules that the rest of society's, uh you know, doing. Uh, as of two weeks ago, the United States Supreme Court handed a massive victory to the state of New York and the state of California for churches. So, you know, we're in, you know, thank you, Jesus, for the Supreme Court and Christian people being on there. So that's very good news for us. But they have, you know, basically they've asked, hey, churches should be able to have church in person, in building, as long as they, you know, follow the same rules as everybody else. And that's what I'm getting at. So you hear my heart in that. Let's maintain the same rules that the rest of the people are so we can safely do what we're doing. And, um... You know, after service, if you want to hang out in fellowship, I I encourage us to probably kind of take that outdoors, all right? Instead of you know hanging out in here for a long time. And of course, the biggest thing: if you are sick, stay home. We'll pray for you, and you will get healed. I'll tell you that right now, man. Jesus healed me of cancer. Healed my dad of cancer. He's healed Pam of cancer. He's healed Dylan of cancer. He's healed us of much, you know, very big things. We are a church that believes in healing okay. to the extreme. Okay. Jesus is a healer. Yes. You will never that we are not we will never compromise that. But at the same time, if you're feeling, you know, if you're feeling symptoms or you've been in contact, stay home. And it's not that hard to find what the guidelines are. Go to what is it cdc.gov and and you'll you'll see what the, you know, what their recommendations are and all that stuff. So, anyway, we're just going to we're going to tighten up a little bit so we do our part. Amen. And uh and keep everybody on the right page. Um, And so I do encourage you that if you can't be out of service over the next season, watch online. You've got to watch online because you do not want to get weak spiritually right now. Okay. And we've said it and I'll, I'll, I'll keep preaching this, that I believe it is the end times. I believe Jesus is coming back soon. And if there's ever a time that Christians cannot be weak, that cannot unplug from God, cannot unplug from church or their Bibles... This is that season. You have got to stay tuned in. So if you can't be here, it's on Facebook, it's on YouTube, tune in. And of course, remember to, you know, to be a faithful tither because one, that opens the windows of heaven on your life according to Malachi 3. You need open windows of heaven on your life right now more than ever. You need to be, you know, be faithful in that online and also to keep, you know, the church where it needs to be strong and healthy and all that stuff. Because we're going to the other side of this whole thing, right? Jesus got in the boat with the disciples and said, let's go to the other side. He didn't say, well, let's start off on a journey and get stopped halfway through and never make it and let's, let's choke and fail. No, he said, we're going to the other side and that's what that's we're right. doing. So yeah. we're going to all do our part to make that happen. Can I get an Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right, very, very good. All right, so now that I got all of the, you know, I don't like being the, the strict, stern adult. That's not my, it's not my role in life. I don't like that, but I just, I just did that job. So now let's talk about fun stuff. Who likes fun stuff? Amen. All right, I like fun. Fun's always been fun to me. I've always had a fun time having fun. So that's that's me. But uh, next Sunday is the Christmas service. Who's excited about yeah. this? Big news. We will, uh, first of all, my personal promise to you is I will wear my Christmas suit, okay? Yes. So I know some of you are like, I hope he I wears it. He oh, candy. I'm wearing it. It's going to be there, okay? Head to toe. I will show up and I will not disappoint. But also on top of that, uh, we have a gift for every single child, all right? So all the all the good boys and girls and even some of the naughty ones, they're going to get a gift. And uh, I will say that... Uh we're we're not doing the dinner, okay? We're not gonna have food. We're not having the dinner. So if you're one of those people that only shows up to church when there's free food, sorry you may want to skip next week also and just wait until later on until the next, you know, potluck. But uh but all the rest of you that don't come just for free food, uh you can still come, alright? As long as you're feeling good, you can still come. And because we're not doing the dinner, I can tell you this. We have a the probably the, the An epic surprise. The biggest thing that I've ever... I am super, super, super excited for something that we're going to be able to do. We've redirected the funds from the money to do something huge. And uh, it'll be for every person that's in attendance. So if you can be here, be here. I don't even want to give it away because it goes with my sermon that I'm doing next Sunday. but the I mean I am massively excited about the opportunity for something great that we're going to do next week so if you're able to be here be here you will not be disappointed and of course we have the Christmas Eve candlelight service coming up on the 24th at 6pm and we're going to we'll have the full praise and worship team back by that point you know I haven't had to play guitar for years but I'm filling in for my brother right now because he's receiving a little healing so you know if Josh is watching online. We hey welcome, We, you know, I, I make fun of him and I tease my brother. I call him names like Beardo and stuff. And now I'm sorry. I wish I could have him back. <laughs> so he'll be here soon. I'm just playing around with him. But anyway, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. All right. So let's all do our part to stay healthy and whole. And so we can celebrate Christmas together. Can I get an amen today? Amen. amen. All right. I'm going to have Pastor come on up, I think, Pastor and Mrs. Pastor, for our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. Who knows what time it is?
1: Happy time.
0: It is happy time. Amen. Because God loves a cheerful giver. And I like cheerful people also. Amen. All right. Very good.
2: Pastor? (laughs) Hallelujah. How's my sound sound? You hear me okay? Yes. I want to make sure you do because I got some things to really help your faith today. Uh, if you need an envelope, hold up your hand. The usher will be glad to serve you on that. And I want you to open up to Exodus chapter 15 verse 26. Yep. I'm going to look at a couple of passages in Exodus. And while you're turning there, I want to tell you a story the Lord has reminded me of on the way up here to the, to, to receive the offering. Back in the early 1900s, you know, a lot of people wanted to come to America. They still want to come to America. How many know that America is the greatest place on earth to be? Yeah. Amen. Wonderful company, country. So nice to be here. We've had a lot of people come over from uh, impoverished countries and bad places to live over the years. And back in the early 1900s, there's a man uh, getting to come to America, and so he got on the cruise liner to come. Whatever they were like back then. And when he got on, you know, they met a few people getting on, and they came all the way across here. It took a few weeks to get here. When they got here, uh, he come up out of his room, and everybody said, "Everybody said, well, hey, I remember you." Said you got on the boat. Said said where you been? We did we didn't see you. He said well so I'm kind of embarrassed, but I didn't have enough money to come up and eat with you guys. Set up so I brought a bunch of cheese and crackers. And I stayed in my cabin till we got here because I couldn't afford to eat with you. They said oh man. Said didn't you know? Said the meals were included with the with the ship, with the trip. You could have been eating with us all the time and had all all of the goodies we we're having and hanging out with us. He said well I didn't know that. That's like a lot of Christians. They make them the trip to heaven, it's the best place to go, and they don't realize that on the journey, healing's provided. Yes. Right. Prosperity is provided. Amen. Deliverance is provided. Everything you need to have and enjoy life, Jesus said in John chapter ten, to have an enjoy life at abundance of the fold till it overflows is provided, but you're the one that has to show up to the dinner table. Amen. You have to You have to come and use your faith to get what belongs to you because it's all in the package deal. When you receive Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, heaven's your destination. He wants you to enjoy the trip. Amen. Amen. And you, so Lord. saying that, as I was Thank in the word for Jesus. myself this morning, Thank you, Lord, for your and thinking about tithes and offerings and the current times we live in, number one, I, I want to give you a statement that Jesus told me years ago. A lot of you have heard it, but I'm going to say it again. Faith, when you're a person of faith, faith doesn't deny things. Faith changes things. Okay. Amen. Amen. What's going on right now in the, in the world, in our state, in our county, in our country, it's very, 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 very real. And I think about the Old Testament, the Old Testament, uh, is a type of shadow of things to come. And the Old Testament, when the plagues came on Egypt, if you'll study the book of Exodus, not one Hebrew got it. Amen. God protected his people, but there was a requirement to put the blood over the doorpost of their house. And so with we being covered by the blood of Jesus, if we use our faith and we speak God's word, act on God's word, and do what we know to do, that God will protect us in the midst of it. If somebody said, well, how, so, how come so-and-so, how come so-and-so? Well, I'll tell you what, when you read, when you read the Old Testament, there's a lot of people that were, that were God's people, but they were rebels. And they come against God, God's people, so they got out of the blessing. And so I'm not saying that's the case every time, but I'm telling you this, based upon the Word of God, we're not in denial when we see things going on, but we deny it's right to attack our house. Amen. Amen. Somebody could shout for that. That's for all of us. Exodus fifteen twenty six. Now, I want you to look at this, because this is not business as usual times we're living in. We know that. But we need to be able to appropriate the promises to get what God said. And so it says right here, and God said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Well, there's two ways we hearken or listen to the voice of the Lord our God. Number one, is the Holy Spirit in our hearts speaking to us, knowing things to do and things not to do. Number two is the written word of God. God's written word is God talking to us. And so he said, Hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and then, look at this, and we'll do that which is right in his sight. We'll do that which is right in his sight. God said, we'll do that which is right in his sight, and we'll give ear to his commandments, keep all his statues. I will put... And I like the way Brother Hagin and people that really understand the Hebrew language talk about this. I will, I will, I will, I will put none of these things upon thee. Well, that is actually the word permit. I will not permit these things to come on thee, which I permit upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. I'm not the Lord that killeth thee. I'm the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that that healeth thee. And, you know, I, I want to say something as I look at that, do that, which is right to his sight. How many know that the Bible teaches Old Testament, New Testament? God said, bring 10% of what I bless you with into my storehouse and things he'll do. Yeah. And so it's always right to tithe. Yes. It's always right to tithe. Yeah. God said, you hear the word, you obey the word. And then something else I want to throw out, I was talking to a couple a couple church members this morning. I walked in about different things going on in the nation today. If there's ever a time to get over the hatred over politics and people things, it's now. Yeah. Yeah. Your faith works by love. Your house is protected by your faith and by the love of God you have for all saints. Get over Democrats, Republicans, yeah. Trumps, Obamas, Bidens, and everything else. Get your eyes back on Jesus. Amen. 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 It's, hey, I'll tell you what, it's too dangerous right now to be a person full of hate. Yeah, that's right. Doing better preaching than you are shouting. Amen. 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 Well, I'll tell you what, as, as a man of God that loves people, I want to help people. And we can't act like we used to act if we want God's best right now. Amen. Amen. Look at chapter 23. I want to show you one more place. And we're talking about tithes, offerings, but we're talking about living. We're talking about our faith working to protect our loved ones. Talk about our faith working to help people around us. Amen? Amen. That's what we're talking about. Exodus 23, verse 25 and 26. And these verses, chapter 15, and these verses right here in uh, chapter 23, I look at these all the time. I was looking at these this morning for myself and I realized I need to share these with the people again. And so verse 25 says that you shall serve the Lord your God. It pays to serve God. And he shall bless thy bread and thy water. Well, that word bread there means food. And so God says, you serve me, and what you eat, and what you drink is going to be blessed. And I learned something a long time ago. That when God blesses your food, God blesses what you drink, if there was something bad in it, if God blesses it, he he heals it. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I've seen time and time and time again with... uh, something happens to food or water and things like that, Christians stand on the Word of God. God will take care of it. He'll cause your digestive system to be immune. He'll neutralize what's in it or whatever he has to do. But God says this is what He'll do. I believe God. How about you? Amen. And you know what I think also you put into this? If that virus gets on your food, your water, on your stuff, and you're serving God, God's going to protect you. Somebody said you're giving these people... False hope. No, I'm giving them the good news. Yeah. Go. Amen. We don't deny what's out there. We deny it's right to get on us. So I'll bless thy bread, thy water, and I will take sickness, COVID, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. I will take it away from the midst of thee. That's right. Amen. I want to Amen. say it again. It Faith doesn't deny things. Faith changes things. And so I want to say this. If that virus Tries to slip into my family, into my home. I'm serving God. I'm doing what's right in his sight that God's going to take care of it. Yes. Amen. Amen. How Amen. about you? Yes. Amen. Amen. If you believe it, give God a shout. Mm-hmm. There shall nothing cast their young nor be bare in thy land. And look at this. The number of thy days I will fulfill. Yes, the number of thy days I will fulfill. That means God has a long life plan for us, has a good life plan for us. And somebody thinking, well, what about so-and-so? What about so-and-so? I'm not their judge. That's between them and God. So-and-so. I, I, I judge myself. I judge my walk, and I walk in the light of God's Word that I know. If I know the Bible says to do it, I do my best to do it. Yeah. If I know the Bible says stop doing it, I find out everywhere I can to stop doing it. And if I miss it, then I plead the blood of Jesus, I ask for forgiveness, I walk in the light what I know. And God said, do that which is right in my sight and serve me. said, I'll take the sickness away from you and said, With long life Why I satisfy you. Amen. 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 And so I've given you that this morning over tithes and offerings because right now we need an extra dose. We need an extra dose of God's word on healing, on love, on faith, on tithing, on what you say out of your mouth, your confession. On everything that we live in right now, this is the time, this is the time to unload every ammunition you've got in your heart from God's Word on the enemy right now. Because we're coming through this. We're not going to lose anybody. Amen. 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 And so, be doers of the Word, not hearers only. Walk in love, walk in faith, tithe. And if in your heart you know something's wrong, stop doing it. And if God's dealing with you about doing something, start doing it. Because he said, do that which is right in his sight. And only God knows and you what he puts in your heart to do or stop doing. Nobody else knows except you and God. So do right at his sight. Amen.
3: All right, my turn. So, Pastor Katie, will you come on up here? And, Pastor Dave, can you stand beside me here for a minute? Um, we told you guys that uh, this Sunday that we would be receiving a special Christmas offering for these two. And uh, can you move that so I can put this here? <laughs> Alright, so, Pastor Dave and Katie. Past, actually they're both pastors. Pastors Dave and Pastor Katie, amen. Let's stand up and honor them. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I want to, I want to, uh, read a scripture for you. These guys have been so anointed all year long to take this church, not only for us as a congregation and as a church family, but for this entire community, because the Lord has used this facility to bless many, I mean, the churches from all over the place are coming here, you know, can we use your building, can we use your building for funerals and stuff like that, and so we've been able to be a blessing, but, you know, this is a road we've never been down, we've never been this way before. So it takes a whole lot of tuning into the Holy Ghost. You know, Lord, what what should we do? What are we doing? What are we doing? And these two have led us through that. And I think about, I mean, it's just been, uh, you know, I mean, it could have been a real stressful thing. Okay. How would you like to do that? But you weren't called to do it. They were called to do it. And even with the homeschool co-op thing that Katie came up with, that was a super blessing for all the children and for the, for the parents as well. I mean, and just the, just the Lord gave her that idea and it was just awesome. So we're continuing on, uh, you know, they're still seeking the Lord, you know, following what we're supposed to be doing. First of all, through God, we, we obey God first, then we obey man. But we still go by the by the guidelines and stuff that have been placed before us by our by our, you know, those in authority to keep us all safe. And we appreciate that. But I just want you to give them a give them a good hand clap. Honor them again. Amen. And I want to read a scripture for you um, in 1 Timothy 517. It says, let the elders or this is, can also be translated pastors who rule rule well be counted worthy of double honor especially those who labor in the word and doctrine and so i mean you know he's up here preaching all the time and katie's doing her thing with the youth group and you know i mean we're just going forth not to mention all the phone calls they get from all you guys I think Katie has a phone growing out of her ear, you know, type thing. So uh, we are receiving an offering for them, one of these ushers. Robert is holding the, the offering bucket for Pastors Dave and Katie. If you're making a check, write it out to uh, David or Katie Samples. And you can also give online. If you're giving online, uh, use the guest uh, speaker spot, and then we'll make sure that they get it. Amen. All right, you're, you're welcome very, very much. Okay, hallelujah. All right, we'll do the financial faith confession, and then we'll bring up our tithes and our offerings, and then we'll go into worship. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises and bonuses, Thank you, Lord, for meeting all my financial needs so that I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously into the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, let's all just stay standing, and
1: we'll go ahead and worship the Lord together. And let's just get in the Christmas spirit by saying, Go Tell It on the Mountain.
2: I want to share a verse with you and give you a little more exhortation. How many will take all the exhortation and encouragement you can get right now? Amen. I want you to look at First uh, Peter chapter 4. I'm going to talk for just a couple minutes before Pastor Dave brings, brings the message to you that he has for us. But I want to keep on uh, preaching hope to you for the times we live in. So you can look past what you see and see what God sees. And I was telling Mrs. Pastor this morning, for, for all my Christian life, I've always seen the par- parallel worlds that we live in as Christians. We're spirit beings, but we temporarily live in an earth suit. Amen. Our, our censorship is in heaven. That's where we'll be someday. But between born again and heaven, there's a life to live. And because of Satan down here on earth, it's like a minefield. And to be able to come through a minefield safely, you have to have somebody on point that knows where the traps are to take you through them so you don't get blown up. And so the Holy Spirit is our guide. The Word of God is, is our instructions, everything we need. So as we're navigating right now, we know spiritually we're in great shape. If you're born again and you die today, it makes no difference you're in heaven. But how many know... There's a job that we all have to do before we get there to get other people ready to take the trip to. And so that's the number one reason we should want to live long, because we have what people need. They're darkness and we got light. So we gotta be able to make it. So as we as we navigate through this life of these earth suits, we don't want to get blown away and leave too soon. So we have to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God in everything we do. Amen. And so I want you to look at this verse in uh first Peter four. I'm going to look at verse 7 through 10, and then I'll be turning this over to Pastor Dave. It says, But the end of all things is at hand. How many know we're at the end? Coming to the end. Be therefore sober, that means serious, and watch unto prayer. You watch and pray. Jesus said, Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. And above all things, <clears throat> have fervent love among yourselves, For love shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. Now here's what I want to get to. And I really believe this will help you to navigate through life. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. God has given us grace to live by. And you notice he said manifold grace. About 15 or 20 years ago, the Lord really opened that up to me. I taught on it for months and months back in Indiana about the manifold grace. That jumped off me, manifold. I got to think about a car manifold and different things like that. And so I I, I really studied that out. And that's, that's multifaceted, like a diamond. You look at a diamond, it's got many different angles, views, and things, and cuts. You see on one diamond, there's just so many different things you see in it. Well, the manifold grace of God, the Bible teaches saving grace. The Bible teaches grace to live by. The Bible teaches grace is the favor of God. Lots and lots of manifold multifunctions of the, of the grace of God. Well, this grace of God right here, there's a definition that I heard 40 years ago. I've always liked. And man said this. Grace is God's willingness to use his power and his ability in our behalf, even though we don't deserve it. Amen. God's grace... Gives his power, his ability to us, whether we're having a perfect week or a bad week. Whether we're staying out of sin and we fell into it and said Jesus, help me out. But anyway, the definition God gave me, I want to give you, and I think this will help you for the times we live in. How many know that the things we're dealing with are beyond beyond our ability, but not God's? Right. And I think about the song that we were just singing about, but nothing's impossible with him. Well, get a hold of this. When I was a young kid, there's seven kids in my family. And if any of my brothers are watching, I'm not talking mean. I'm just talking life. Uh, I was like the-
3: The grace of God. If
2: you do what God tells you to do at this season of life, I guarantee you, you're going to come through it on top, and you're going to help a lot of people too. Amen. 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 Pastor Dave. All right. Very good. Amen. <laughs>
4: I'll tell you what. Maybe there's a food or a
0: candy. It's like the more that you get... Well, Veronica over here, she made me some uh, <laughs> some chili verde burritos this week, right? And she brought them over it's like, the more I ate, the more I wanted. I couldn't get enough of it. And that's the way it is with the Word of God. If you love God's Word, the more you have, the better it gets and the more that you want. I am not tired of the Word of God. I want more and more and more. Who's with me on that this morning? Amen. Alright, well, uh, Joel, go ahead and put our, uh, our, uh, our theme up there. Who knows what the series is that we've been talking about for the past few weeks? Emmanuel. And, and remember, there's, I have a part and then you have a part. When I say Emmanuel, you say, God is with us. And, you know, Isaiah prophesied this way back in Isaiah chapter 7. He said, hey, there's going to be a Savior born for Israel. There will be a Messiah come. There will be somebody to save you from everything that's going on. He will be born of a virgin. And they're going to call his name Emmanuel, which means amen and so then all the way up in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23 the angel appears to Joseph and says hey Mary is going to have a baby you know don't, calm down calm down I listen she's pregnant through the Holy Spirit right because that's enough to rattle a guy if someone comes up and says hey your fiance pregnant and you had nothing to do with it you'd be like whoa hey whoa pump the brakes that's kind of that'll rattle you a little bit but the angel says it's okay the Holy Spirit has come upon her and you guys are going to call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And I can tell you that, you know, through everything that maybe we've all experienced and seen, not only in our whole lives, but in this year in particular, the best news that I have heard is that we are not alone. God has been with us. Jesus has been with us every single step of the way. And if God is for me, who can be against me? The best news that I can give you, the best news that I have heard, is we are not alone god is with us he sent his son jesus to this world, so we would never have to be alone again. We would never have to face separation from the Father. We would never have to fight our battles on our own. God is with us. And I'm just like David back there in 1 Samuel 17. He was facing the giant and he said, listen, I'm I'm not looking at me. I'm looking at God. The battle is the Lord's. And if the battle is the Lord's, you can't help but get happy. You can't help but be just a little bit excited because you know that you are going to win no matter what because He never loses. Can I get an amen this morning? Amen. All right, now I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. All right, so we're talking about Emmanuel. God is with us. This is our part three of this series. And, And I was thinking about, man, just the gift of Jesus is everything that we need. David said it best in Psalm 23, verse 1. He said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And what that means in modern English is, I have all that I need. Have you ever got a gift that was just basically, it was an all-in-one? I mean, you know, think of your phone, for example. Who needs a a calculator anymore? You've got one. Who needs to carry a flashlight around? You've got one. It even has a tape measure. You can do your banking. You can send your greetings. You can do all of it in one gift. It's Pretty much, for the most part, can do just about every one of those type of things that you need. But guess what? Jesus is the deluxe package, man. He's cheese on your whopper. He's extra verde on your burrito. Jesus is everything that you need all wrapped up into one package. Now, to try to break that down a little bit, I was thinking about some things that Emmanuel... Is in our lives now. Uh, when I, Katie, and I went to Bible college in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Broken Arrow, to be more specific, Oklahoma, and at at, at, our, at our school at, at the Church Raymond Bible Church, their their mission statement was this: bringing hope, help, and healing. To a dying world. And those three words mean a lot to me. Hope, help, and healing. Because if I see anything that this world has always needed but needs right now, it's hope, help, and healing. And I want to talk about those three things today. I want to talk about what Emmanuel brings to this world right now. Now, if I were to sit down and compile a list of the things that Jesus has done in my life, if I were to sit down and compile a list of all that Jesus is, I would still be writing that list next Christmas because I couldn't stop. Once I get to thinking about, and this is the same with you, none of us could fully put into words, none of us could fully write out a list of all that Jesus is, but I can think about different aspects of it. And so, Today I'm talking about three different things that Emmanuel brings, alright? Let me pray, and we're going to dig into the Word of God for just a few minutes here today. And if you'll listen, Jesus will speak to you today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you are with us, that you sent your son Jesus, Emmanuel, to be God with us, and we are not alone. There's not been one minute that we've been alone, not one second, because you said you would never leave us, you would never forsake us, and you have kept your word. And Lord, I pray that as we open our hearts today to your word, as we open our Bibles, you will speak to us, you will tell us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear. And you're going to change us for your glory in the name of Jesus. Can somebody say amen? amen? All right, so let's break this thing down. The first thing I'm going to say to today is this Emmanuel brings hope Emmanuel, Jesus brings hope. Now, most people know what faith is, and and I hear a lot of definitions of faith, but the most basic thing we could break it down to is faith is believing without seeing. Now, we could go much deeper theologically on that point than that, but for basic sake, the most basic definition of faith is believing without seeing. And, and, And the thing is, a lot of people confuse faith and hope. They are not the same thing. Right? And in fact, you know, the, the word tells us in First Corinthians 13, three things will remain forever, faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love. Because, listen, when I get to heaven, I'm still going to be surrounded by love. It's going to be there. It's going to endure to the end. But when I get to heaven, I'm not going to need faith anymore because my... Faith will be turned to sight. I will literally see Jesus. I don't have to believe in Him anymore without seeing Him. There will be a day where my faith is turned to sight. And I'm telling you, I'm excited about that day. I am more than ready for heaven. But until then, I've got to believe in God the Father, and I've got to believe in Jesus by faith, because I have never personally seen them with my eyes, though I believe they are more real than the people sitting in front of me today. I am convinced that Jesus is real, though I've never seen Him. But a lot of people, they confuse faith and hope. Well, brother, you just got to have hope. Hope is Vitally important. Vitally important because what you gotta realize is hope is the precursor to faith. Before you can have faith and believe in something, you've got to at least have some hope. And somebody that has lost all hope is in a very dangerous and bad spot. When you get to the point where you say, I just don't think things could ever possibly get any better. You have lost hope. But if you're in a low spot, if you're in a bad spot, if you're facing a difficulty, hope is the very initial spark that says, you know what? I believe it's possible that things could get better. I believe it's possible that I could make it through this. Hope is the initial thing that you need. Because when faith shows up, faith not only says things could get better, faith says, I believe things will get better. It is going to happen. Amen? And so faith believes that It is going to happen. It believes that Jesus already did do his part. Amen. For salvation, I don't have to say, Jesus, I'm ready to get saved. Could you go die on the cross again? He he already did his part. I've just got to plug in and believe. Whenever I need healing in my body, Jesus, could you go take another beating? Could you go take some more wounds and stripes on your back like 1 Peter 2? Jesus already did his part. I've just got to plug into the power source and believe and do my part. Right? And so... Faith is key, but hope is something that Jesus brings to a very hurting and desperate world, no matter what year it is. Now, back back in the day when Jesus was born, the people of Israel were in a really bad spot. Uh, you see the romans had captured them and they were running israel How would you like it if somebody came into your home and captured you and then you just had to do whatever? They told you to do and you're like, but hey, this is my place I should make the rules and they thump you and say nope, there's a new there's a new sheriff in town There's a new boss and now you're going to do what I say you're going to do even if this is your own place That would be a bad spot to be in that could potentially uh, Make you a little bit bitter and so the people of israel They hated the romans and I can kind of understand understand why they couldn't stand the romans and they kept waiting oh you just wait there's a messiah coming someday and when he comes he is going to take care of this it's going to happen he's going to come and he's going to drive them out of here and he's going to absolutely lay the smack down on all of our enemies And that's what they were hoping for. They were, they were hoping for a messiah to come and be some mighty Rambo Chuck Norris military warrior that was just absolutely ready to come in and annihilate with physical violence. But then, A baby is born into a barn, and angels show up to these shepherds and say, the Messiah, the King of the world, the Savior has been born tonight. And they're like, oh man, what was he, was he just born as some macho guy or something? And they're like, no, there's a baby in a barn a few miles that way, and that's your Messiah. And you gotta think these guys were like, No, 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 because our Messiah, he was going to have he was going to have a couple of rifles. He was going to come with a bazooka and he was going to come and wipe out the Romans. And they're like, no, the savior of the world has been born. Oh, you mean he was born in the palace down there? No, no, not, not the palace. Oh, okay. So he got the deluxe suite down at the hospital. No, he wasn't even born there. He was born in a barn over there in, in the little town of Bethlehem. And, he, and he's down there. And this, had, this, this was a curveball. They did not see this coming. But I found out that I really like it when God does things His way instead of doing them in my preconceived way. Because it always turns out better, you know. I mean, he could have just sent some blazing military warrior with guns ablazing and and, you know, the Air Force flying overhead and we're here to annihilate the Romans. But he didn't do that. He sent the most humble beginnings that you could imagine. Now, we think of being born in a barn as like, man, that must have been awful. And back then they were more of a farming and culture, more, more uh, acquainted with those type of things. But guess what? They still thought, man, that must be awful. Not that many people were actually born in the barn even back then. But the Savior, think about that. The most important, the most royal, the most highly esteemed person, the greatest person in history came into this world in the most humble way. Born in a barn Laid down in a little manger where, you know, they had to probably clean it and wipe it out. And they laid the Savior, the hero, the Messiah, the best, most important person in the history of the world. They laid Him right there in that manger. Jesus didn't come in some, you know, absolutely royal, rich, luxurious way. He came in a very humble way. And that baby right there, changed the entire world because he brought with him hope that things can get better and things will get better it doesn't have to stay the way that it is right now if you're down in the ditch you do not have to stay there and believe me or not if you're sick you don't have to stay sick if you're poor, you don't have to stay poor. If you're depressed, you don't have to stay that way. If you don't have any peace, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is the Great I Am. And He can change any situation that we find ourselves in. But we have to trust in him. And so Jesus shows up on the scene that night and, and 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 the angel appears to those shepherds out there in the field. They weren't expecting that. And I love it how something great happens sometimes when you're just least expecting it. You know, those shepherds are out there in the middle of the night, sitting in the middle of a field, probably watching videos on YouTube and smashing down some talkies and drinking some monster energy drinks, and let's just stay awake through the night so no wolves come and get the sheep. And angels appear in Right up the sky and say the world is getting ready to change brother you better hold on to your seats and that's what's happening right now because whenever things seem like man what's going to happen next be ready for a miracle be ready for hope to arrive be ready for the savior of the world jesus christ to show up and rock the lives of those that will trust in him amen Let's look at Isaiah chapter 60. Isaiah chapter 60. Man, who's just excited to be alive right now? Dude, I'm excited. You know, people are like, man, why do we have to be alive right now? Why do we have to be born right now, man? I'm telling you, I am so ecstatic that I'm alive in 2020 because I believe we were born for such a time as this. I am glad that we get to be here right now. Isaiah chapter 60. We're gonna look at a few verses here. Now I love Isaiah. Maybe you're catching on to that right now. I love Isaiah. I read, I mean, I just, I read through this whole book all the time. Isaiah chapter 60. It is an incredible, incredible book. But I love something that he talks about right here. Isaiah chapter 60 because yet again the people of Israel, the people of Judah, they needed hope. They were getting they were getting thumped around yet again. Isaiah chapter 60 and we're going to look at verses 19 through 20 because Isaiah is prophesying listen, it's going to get better. There is hope on the horizon for you. Isaiah 60 verse 19 no longer will you need the sun to shine by day nor the moon to give its light by night for the Lord your God will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory Jesus our man God is our light God is our our glory he is everything that we need verse 20 your sun will never set your moon will not go down for the Lord will be your everlasting light your days of mourning will come to an end that sounds like hope for people that need hope right now Jesus is alive. Jesus is here with us.
2: Emmanuel.
0: God is with us. We are not alone. Let me show you a New Testament verse on this. Hebrews chapter 6. Can we flip to Hebrews chapter 6? Well, can we? All right, come on now. Hey, hey. You know me, I don't like, I don't like that quiet church stuff. I try. So I, you know, I I come in and I'm like, you know, maybe we should just kind of be more serious and quiet. And, and then I fail at it because I, I like loud churches. But Isaiah, or excuse me, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter six, Hebrews chapter six, and we're going to look here at verse 19, Hebrews chapter six and verse 19 and Listen, God is with us, and He is our hope. I am never hopeless. Never. I've got Jesus. Hebrews chapter 6, and we're going to look here at verse 19. It says, This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Well, what kind of a thing needs an anchor? Something that's prone to just floating and drifting away, right? And notice it says, He is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. An anchor keeps you in place. It keeps you grounded. It keeps you from drifting off, wandering away, floating the wrong direction. Our souls, also commonly confused with our spirits, our soul is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And I can tell you right now that people's emotions and their minds in 2020, they're drifting and wandering all over the place. They've been a mess, very unstable. But if you get the hope of Jesus, He will anchor your soul so you don't have to drift around anymore. You don't have to wander around. You don't have to wonder, well, what's going to happen? He will anchor you exactly where you need to be Jesus Emmanuel brings us the gift of hope no matter where we are and the second thing I'm saying is this he brings help anybody in here you've ever needed a little help come on hey we have all needed a little bit of help i have needed a little bit of help now let me show you here in we're already in hebrews all right let's just flip back to chapter 4 while we're there come on it's not going to be that hard flip back to chapter 4 hebrews chapter 4 and i want to show you verses 15 and 16 and we looked at these verses last week but you have got to get this that when jesus came to earth he came and he lived his life just like we do he was a human being in this world he laid aside his royalty he came down here and lived like us so hebrews 4 look at verse 15 it says this high priest of ours talking about jesus understands our weaknesses for he faced all of the same testings we do yet he did not sin what does that mean for us verse 16 so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious god There we will receive His mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. When I need help, when I am in a spot, when I need to go to God, do I have to come crawling on my knees begging, Oh Lord, Oh Lord, I'm not worthy. Lord, Lord. And Do I have to sneak in the back door? of do, do, Do I have to come to the side door of God's presence? No, it says I can come boldly to the throne of our gracious god i don't come crawling on my i come boldly because i'm not coming because of what i did i'm coming because of what jesus did i have been called the righteousness of god in christ jesus I'm not self-righteous. I'm not coming to God because of how good I am. I'm coming to the throne room of God because of how good Jesus is. And I can come boldly to find help when I need it most. Jesus brought me help when I needed it the most. And you need to realize that Jesus wants to help you. I don't think a lot of people get that. they like, well, it'd be nice if Jesus would help me, if God would do something. Jesus wants to help you. Think about doctors. They, they go to school for years. They pay lots of money to go to school. And I believe it's because they genuinely want to help people. They want to have patience. And so I'm telling you, get this out of your mind right now. Jesus wants to help you. Never again question His willingness to help you because I defy you to find one single time in the four gospels when somebody came to Jesus for help and He did not help them or they said, if you, I mean, time and time again, people said, Lord, if you're willing, Rabbi, if you're willing, teacher, if you're willing, you could help me 100% of the time. He said, I am willing. Willing, boom! Be healed, be made whole. Never again question Jesus' willingness to help His children, to help His people. He wants to help you. Look at Hebrews chapter two, verses fourteen and fifteen, for me. Hebrews chapter two. We got to catch something because. I stumbled across these verses maybe three or four years ago. I'm sure I'd read them before, but they had never hit me like this. Hebrews chapter two, verses fourteen and fifteen. Hebrews two. Verses 14 and 15. And, you know, I, I've wondered, and maybe you've wondered, well, why did Jesus even have to come to earth? Why, did, why couldn't they have just done this some other way? Why did somebody have to come and die to pay for the sins of the world? Well, Hebrews chapter 2, look at verse 14. It explains it perfectly. It says, because God's children are human beings, are any of you in here human beings? About 20% of this crowd is human. Alright, we got some weird stuff going on here. Alright, so because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood, for only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. The only way to save me was to become one of me so you could die. If Jesus was just a spirit being in heaven, you know, at the throne of God, spirits don't die. They can't. You can only die if you've got a physical body. So Jesus came to this earth and put on one of these bodies only for the sake of it being able to be killed someday. So he could experience death and he could set us free. That's a powerful thing. When you get that revelation, some of you get it. Some of you, you kind of got that, you know, nothing going on behind the eyes. Look, that's okay. We love you anyway. But listen, listen to me. When you get that revelation... That Jesus, he came to this earth, he put on one of these bodies like I have, like you have, knowing that as soon as he got here, the countdown was started. 33 years, here it goes, here it goes. Every day, he's one step closer and knowing full well the entire time, That he was going to take on the most gruesome, painful death. But he was ready for that moment. He's like, if this is what I got to do, this is what I got to do. Because I have got to set these people free. And he came. And he did it. And he didn't back out even when it did not look good. He came and brought us help and gave us the right to go directly in to the throne room into the presence of God. That's the Jesus that we serve. Who loves Jesus? I mean, seriously, you love Jesus because he's done more for you than anybody else has ever done. And that's not the only reason I love him, but I am thankful that Jesus came and that he made a way when there was no way. He gave me the right to come into the presence of God. I was reading about, uh, you know, a, a disgruntled... Early American, he once came to Benjamin Franklin and said, All right, so where is all this happiness that the Constitution was supposed to guarantee me? Benjamin Franklin responded, The Constitution only guarantees the American people the right to pursue happiness. You've got to catch it yourself. And listen to me, I hear people saying things like, well, I thought the Bible said that God would just come in and take care of everything and that I'd never have a problem again. That God would just come in and now I would have everything that I instantly need and I've never... Listen to me, the Bible does promise us that the Lord is our shepherd. He is everything that we need, but you are going to have to do some pursuing of the shepherd yourself. Psalm 91 makes some very bold promises. Very bold promises, but they apply to those who abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God has done His part. Jesus has done His part, but there comes a time when we've got to pursue them ourselves and listen he will not disappoint i have never been disappointed when i've pursued jesus i've never been disappointed when i have spent time with jesus but listen these things don't just dump out on you while you're out you know while you're out there living like a pig You hear what I'm saying? Listen, sometimes you know I see people even even to this day, man, why is all this stuff happening to me? I thought that I thought that he would do this and I thought he said this and and here I am. I came to church that time last year and and I loved my neighbor as myself that one time 3 years ago. Listen. If there's ever been a time for you to be serious about your faith and to abide under the shadow of it's right now. I would not be out there living like a maniac, living like the devil, and then claiming all the promises of God's word. It doesn't work that way. You've got to abide under that shadow. You need to, none of us are perfect, but we need to be obeying the word of God to the best of our ability. We need to be seeking and pursuing the Almighty to the best of our ability right now and not be out, this is not the time to be out there playing games with God. Remember that old song? Quit playing games with my heart. Come on, alright. Backstreet boys, where are you at? Alright, okay, some of you, some of you know. Side note, side note. So my son, Sam, his favorite song is Noel, the first Noel. And so I was just on Apple Music last Christmas season. I just typed it in and it started playing everybody that's ever sang that song. And for some reason, it gets to the group Sync, And apparently they sang that song back in the late 90s. They did a Christmas record. And so his favorite song in the entire world is in sync singing the first Noel, and I got to listen to that every single day. I've got to listen to Justin Timberlake, and, and he doesn't know these guys, but he thinks Justin Timberlake's a girl because he sings so high. Anyway, it's, it's kind of funny. Dad, that girl sings so good. I'm like, man, his hair looked like ramen noodles. I remember back then. He was a wild guy, but anyway, all right, back to the sermon, back to the sermon, and so this is the time. To abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Because the help is there for you. Jesus brought the help. But we have got to stay connected. Do not unplug from the power source right now. This is the time to stick closer to Jesus than you have ever stuck to him before. Can I get an amen today? We ain't joking around. And so the third thing I'm going to say is this. Jesus, Emmanuel brings hope, help, and I'm going to say healing to us. Well, healing for what? Healing for whatever it is you need, man. Listen, he said, I am the great I am. He is everything that you need him to be. And he will bring healing to your body, healing to your heart, healing to your mind, healing to everything that you need healing for. Let me show you something here in Mark chapter 1. Flip over to Mark chapter 1. Are you still with me today? Mark chapter 1, and we're going to look here at verses 40 through 42. Mark chapter 1, verses 40 through 42. And you need to see an up-close, real-life, in-person situation of Jesus right here. Mark chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 40 through 42. Check this out. And so we've got a man here with leprosy, a highly contagious, very bad disease, right? I mean, uh, we've we've gone over this, but it's a it's a bad situation. You don't want to have leprosy. I don't want any disease, and this is definitely one of those diseases that I really don't want to have. And so look at this, Mark chapter 1, and we're going to look here at verses 40 through 42. It says, a man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus, begging to be healed. Jesus said, ew, get away, you're contagious, dude. No, no, he didn't say that. He said, this guy says, if you're willing, you can heal me and make me clean, he said. And moved with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said, be healed. Instantly the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. He was made whole at that exact moment. Now this is one of those instances I was mentioning earlier. This guy comes up to Jesus and he knows Jesus has the power. He knows the abilities there, but this guy doesn't know if the willingness is there. And Jesus doesn't even hesitate. He doesn't stop to think about it. He's like, well, let me get back to you. He says, no, no doubt about it. I'm willing. I want to do this right now. He instantly reaches out and says, be healed. And the man is healed. Instantly, Jesus brings healing with him. That's part of who he is. He is the healer. That's what Jesus does. And this guy said, I don't know man, are you well? He said, I am willing you need to realize that today that jesus is willing and jesus is your healer yeah but i've got this going on and and my body's fine but i've got some other i you know my, I, i'm broken hearted i'm this and i'm that jesus will heal every part of you that you know about and even parts that you don't know about if you will reach out to Him just like this guy does. And so He's here to bring healing, but just like we talked about earlier, sometimes He does things in a way that you didn't see coming. Sometimes he's here to bring hope, help, and healing to you. And you're like, yeah, but I thought it was going to happen this way over here. So I don't even know. Think about this. You're, you're, you're dangling on the edge of a cliff, right? You, you, you did something dumb and, and and you're, and you're hanging there. Somebody comes by, climbs down to you and hands you a rope. Tie this around your waist. I'm here to help. And you're like, oh man, you know what? I was kind of imagining more of like a helicopter thing coming. Maybe, you know, like the national guard or something. So no, thank you. I'm just going to wait. How stupid would you be? Help has arrived, and maybe it doesn't look like you thought it was going to look like, but help is here. Receive the help. Maybe Jesus is bringing help to you this Christmas season. Maybe, maybe it's through a different way. Maybe it's through, well well, I always thought it was going to happen this way, but he's speaking to you through a sermon today at church. Maybe he's using some little kid to come and and, and speak into your life. Maybe whatever it is he's doing to bring help, you need to realize that help is here. Jesus is here. He may do it different than how you had always imagined, but he is here and he always comes through every single time. Those shepherds, they did not see a little baby being born into a barn as being the answer to, they, they, they did not see that coming and neither did anybody else in Israel. But listen, that's what happened and he came and he changed the world and he's still changing the world. So he brings us hope. He brings us help he brings us healing and if there's ever a time that I can encourage people to know that Jesus is the healer he's the healer and I I mean I mentioned it at the beginning of the service but I believe and the reason we talk about it so much is we believe 1000% that Jesus still heals people i'm not going to i was going to tell but listen my story I had leukemia when I was three. I was dying in a children's hospital. I was miraculously raised up. One night, my blood was full of cancer. I start running the next... I hadn't walked in, in, in months. And the next morning, I just get up and take off running down the hallway. The doctors grab me, stick needles in my arms, start pumping blood out. And thought, this blood has zero cancer. Yesterday, it was full of cancer. Today, it has no cancer in it. These are perfectly healthy white blood cells. That was when I was three and a half years old. Thirty-two years later, they still take my blood, and I've no trace that I ever even had leukemia. So I believe. If you want to tell me that Jesus doesn't heal, you're too late to tell me. You can't. You couldn't convince me of that no matter what you do. Yeah, but we prayed for this guy, and nothing happened. I I do not have the guts. I do not have the audacity to elevate my experience above the Word of God. I've prayed for people, and yeah, man, it seems like nothing happened. It seemed like they didn't get it. I'm not going to speculate why. I'm not going to say they had some hidden sin, or it wasn't. I'm definitely not going to say it wasn't God's will. I will never say that. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And everybody that came to Jesus for help and healing in the Bible, 100% of the time, he said, it's my will. And if he says now, no, it's not my will, that means somewhere along the line, Jesus Christ changed. And that means Hebrews 13.8 is a bold-faced lie. And it's not. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. Today and forever, Jesus is still the healer. He healed me of leukemia. He healed my dad on the front row of stage 4 lymphoma cancer two years ago. He healed this man on the second row, Dylan, of stage 4 throat cancer three years ago. He healed this young lady over here in the third row of lung cancer two, three years ago. He has brought healing. Rosalinda's mom this time last year... This very week, one year ago, Katie and I were at Barstow Hospital, and that woman's mom was on her deathbed. I thought she was gone, but we came in, we brought the name of Jesus with us, we brought some anointing oil, we laid hands on her, and she, I mean, she is alive I th- i mean, every natural sign said this woman was going to be dead by Christmas. She is out of that hospital, the healthiest that she's been in years. Jesus heals. But you got to reach out in faith. You've got to believe it. You've got to trust Him. You have got to reach out in faith. Jesus hasn't changed. His will hasn't changed. He's perfect. What can perfection change to? There's nothing better than perfection. And He's already at that level. He's there. And Jesus wants to bring help to us. I want to tell one last story. Katie Brady, you can come on up. But I was listening to Jesse Duplantis this week, and if you're feeling down, if you're feeling dry, Jesse Duplantis will light your fire up. And so I was listening to Jesse, and he was telling this story. He was in this town several years ago at this church, and the pastor said, we've got a teenage girl Her dad tried to kill her. He went crazy. He poisoned her. The police caught the dad. He's in prison now. He's never getting out. But this girl has been in a coma. They thought the doctor said, well, maybe she'll come out of it it in one week. One week turned into two weeks. Two weeks turned into four months. She is in a paralyzed, brain-dead coma. And Jesse says, can I go in and, you know, can I pray for her? And so he gets there, and, the you know, the people in the room were like, this girl's hopeless She's helpless. She She's not going to get healed. And he's like, can you guys just get out? Well, that made people mad. So they called security. But before security got there, he lays hands on this girl in the name of Jesus. And nothing happens at that moment so he's like and so they you know they go ahead and kick him out and so you know he goes on and and he he finishes his preaching schedule for the next couple of weeks people were laughing people were mocking people were making fun people were trash talking smack talking everything else and they're like man this guy's a he's a fraud he's got nothing and so he's like you know what i'm going back to that town he gets there he shows up at the hospital they're like oh you again nothing's happened we told you that you know we're sorry but you need to leave he walks into the room the girl shoots up out of bed and says that right there is the man that prayed for me four weeks ago and she was 100 percent healed healthy and whole from that moment on so i'm telling you sometimes you pray and it's like man i didn't feel nothing hey If you need to feel something, then I don't know what to tell you, but I walk by faith, not by sight. I don't walk by what I see. I don't walk by what I feel. I don't walk by what I taste or what I smell. I walk by faith, not by sight. Sometimes I lay hands on someone and pray and instantly something happens. And sometimes I lay hands on somebody and pray and it's like, well, I didn't see anything happen, but... The Word of God is working. The seed has been planted. some healing went into their body and may take a, a a day or two days or, or three days or a week to manifest and to show up on the surface, but his word never returns unto him void. It always accomplishes everything he sent it forth to do. And Psalm 107 verse 20 says, he sent his word and healed them of all their diseases and delivered them from their iniquities. And so I'm telling you today, right now, that Jesus brings hope. He brings help. He brings healing. It's time for us to trust him. It's time for us to get serious about Jesus. And even if things don't look how you want them to look. You keep holding on and you let that hope be a trustworthy anchor for your soul. Because guess what? We ain't alone. Emmanuel! God is with us. Let's stand up together today. Do you receive that word from God? Amen. Praise God. Well, I'm excited now. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I may have to go down to Walmart and preach to some more people. I don't know. But, uh, but praise the Lord. God is good. You're fortunate that you were born for such a time as this. Jesus wants to use you this year and i'm telling you you come back to the christmas service next week We are going to give you the most golden opportunity you've ever had you just wait I've we've got something big cooking this week for you And you know as long as your health you got no symptoms you come to church next week for the christmas service And we have a mega awesome thing that that we're going to be doing all right well with all that I want to take a few minutes. I've got Katie Brady here going to lead us in a worship song as we close out today. And after that, I want to pray over you. I want to speak some blessing over you and over our city in the name of Jesus. But let's take a minute as she leads us in worship. And if you need to talk to God, if you need to lay some things at the feet of Jesus, let's just take a few minutes right now to do our business with God. Amen. Go ahead, Katie, and lead us.
1: And beauty in this world, nothing in this world can satisfy. Cause Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Your prayer.
0: His presence is heaven. And we can go directly in to His presence. Amen. Directly in to the throne room of grace. Amen. Well, who's glad that they came to church today? Amen. We love you guys, and uh, praise God, like we said earlier, you know, hey, keep on coming. We're going to tighten up the rules just a little bit to make sure we keep everybody on the safe page and on the right page. So, uh, you know, as you leave today, we ask you to, you know, put your mask on as you head out the door. Praise God for that. It's a good thing. And uh, we're going to do our best to follow the rules. Amen. But who could say God is good? Amen. <laughs> He's been so good to us. There's no service tonight. So, you know, have some family time, do some family stuff and uh, take advantage of this Christmas season. But we'll be here Wednesday night and we'll be here next Sunday. For the Christmas service and it is going to be off the charts absolutely incredible amazing, it's going to be great amen, so let's close out in prayer and then we're going to speak some words of faith over our city over our community, amen raise your hands with me this morning Father in the name of Jesus Lord I speak blessing over every single person here at this building every person watching us online and Lord we know your will for us is to be healed to be healthy Lord you said in Third John 2 that you wish above all things that we would prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers and so I claim right now that this Christmas is the most blessed Christmas that these people have ever had, Lord. We've got the finances, the resources we need. We've got the health and the healing that we need. And Lord, we've got the time and the peace and the joy that we need so we can honor you, so we can lift your name high and praise the name of Jesus, the name above every name. And so I say this week that as we go our ways, Lord, your angels surround and protect us everywhere we go. We are. We are healed, and we are being the light of the world to those around us. We love you. And we praise you. In the name of Jesus, can somebody say Amen? Amen. Well, let's speak some words of faith over Barstow together, because I say nothing but blessings on that city in Jesus' name. Amen. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, Amen. Give the Lord some praise today. Hallelujah. Well, we ask that you fellowship and hang out. Just do it on the outside of the building for me if you could.